Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast. We are here, Season 3, Episode 21. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We're happy to be back with you for another week. We've found times to make this work. 6 a.m., albeit, but here we are. Um, And today we are discussing a little bit more of a training side of things. We're going back into uh, the the, 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 the big part that Em and I love the most, probably. Um, it's just being on the floor and training people and designing programs to help people succeed. Uh, but more specifically, we're talking reps. Yep. Probably like the big parameter that I would say like between rest or sorry, yeah, reps and rest. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two biggest parameters that people butcher all the time, but also the two most like valuable parameters in a training program as well. I, I would agree completely. I think we touched on it a little bit back in our episode on progressive overload, Um, but we're really going to kind of dive into those specific variable of reps today, and I'm sure that that will touch on rest as well throughout this. It's tough to talk about one of those things without touching on both to a degree. true. So, um, as we dive in, I think a quick definition, I'm sure as a listener you may know what a rep is, but simply a rep is a one-time performing of an exercise and within those we can have different variables uh, that control how those reps are performed but really you're just thinking a rep is one singular movement of an exercise so one squat one deadlift one push-up etc just so we kind of have some context I know on the floor sometimes people get the reps versus the sets kind of jumbled and we'll kind of go into that as we go but when we think of reps, one singular movement. And then a set is a prescribed number of those singular movements in one um, bout. Continuous. One, one continuous like effort. Right. Yeah. So um, when it comes down to it, then the repetitions basically help us drive the ultimate goal. Like the sets don't quite get there. Um, The sets are secondary to the reps when we are on set goal of whatever it is for their strength training program. Repetitions um, are the first thing that we basically can tell. Like if if, if Em and I were looking at a program right now and we see the reps, Mm -hmm. we can tell you what the goal of that should be Mm -hmm. or not the goal of that. Correct. Correct. And that's where the importance of reps come into play. If we see a program with three to five reps that tells us something very different from 15 to 20 reps and I'm sure we'll get into this over the course of the episode as well but knowing what those reps are to draw back to your rest dictates some of your rest conversation dictates the weight that should be used dictates how that set should feel for you throughout and a lot of other things that all cascade down from knowing just that one number yes and Maybe before we even dive into like what the reps mean and how we can quickly review a program and see what these things are for, um, we can go over a couple myths of reps. Yeah. Because I think there's still um, 
for people that are brand new to a gym, they don't understand repetitions. Mm -hmm. And there's still some very old school thoughts of um, whatever came out of the 80s, 90s of, hey, if you do this many reps, you're, you're going to bulk up and, and get too big and bulky. If you do this many reps, um, you'll burn more calories and you'll get toned. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's, like tone is a definition that was made up by the fitness industry, which a lot of people sought after, but they didn't understand. It meant that you were sustaining or maybe building a little bit of lean muscle called hypertrophy and burning fat. Mm-hmm. There's no repetition for toning. Correct. And I think that's a huge kind of misconception, right? And it still is where we hear, even I hear the word tone, and the first thing that comes to mind, though I know that it's not true, mm-hmm. is very small weights, light weights, high reps for a very long amount of time that you'll feel fatigued, but is said to not make you quote-unquote bulky, right? Where in reality, that's not really true at all necessarily, and we can lift heavier weights without, and this is more speaking to the female perspective, getting quote-unquote bulky because a lot of things go into that, not to mention your genetic profile that will likely inhibit most of that. Yeah, and as we do change repetitions, uh, I think the other uh, big myth is that heavier, like lower reps have have more injury risk. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say like completely dispel this myth, um, this misconception. Yes, there could be more injury risk there just because you are loading your body so much, but if you do it appropriately, it can actually be more valuable mm-hmm. um, than, than like just doing high reps all the time. And potentially risk too mm-hmm. in there. I know. I know there's a significant difference in, in like a higher rep versus a lower rep in the risk factor. But if you choose your reps right and you know your strength, there there's value to both. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are too afraid to go heavy because they're afraid to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you were saying, it's kind of it's the progression to building up to that too. Yes. Right. Like if someone is brand new, and I know we touched on this in episode. I don't remember which one. But if someone's brand new, we're most likely not going to have them come in and do three to five reps on their first day, right? Everybody's going to start lower weights so that we can do more reps. We can see the reps. We can pattern them. We can learn the exercises and the movement through repetition Mm -hmm. versus having something for lower reps, which to get an adequate training stimulus, the weight will necessarily be higher. Mm -hmm. And then that risk potentially does go up. But if we work into that intelligently, we program it, we progress into it over time, we build the body through adaptation to be prepared for that, that risk isn't necessarily as high. For sure. People get hurt because of two things. They do too much of too much or they do too much of too soon. So Mm -hmm. when it comes down to repetitions, higher repetitions throughout your workout and your program is called volume. So people usually get hurt because they do too much volume. Or they get hurt because they did too much too soon, which is also volume, but it can go around the other side of it where the repetitions are very low. That means the intensity goes up. So there's opposite scales there. Mm -hmm. Higher reps, volume, lower reps, intensity. Correct. So the easy thing to remember is the lower the reps, depending on what type of phase you're in in the program, um, the higher the weight. Mm Mm-hmm. The lower the the higher the reps, then the lower the weight. There's a there's an inverse relationship there, 
and then every once in a while there's some maximal tests and sometimes there's lower reps for power and there's different definitions of power there's power like we usually use it in here where we're trying to be fast explosive powerful and we're moving our bodies or the implements very quickly those are typically not done above six to eight reps like maybe mm -hmm. ten for medicine ball stuff yeah um, so that's like an exception to the rule when we talk about pure strength training power is 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 viewed at as a little bit differently because of the rep range mm -hmm. so I think we debunked some of the misconceptions around reps and like weights in general again oh. but um, now that we have that understanding and, and what these repetitions are we can go over like what rep ranges mean towards the goal of the program mm -hmm. um, there's three significant ones right maybe maybe four I'd say four um, with power strength hypertrophy and endurance mm -hmm. uh, slash capacity whatever word we want to use there and all of those are dictated by the repetitions per the set, and this is just strictly speaking towards strength training in general. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, so when we kind of start, you want to start at the top or start at the bottom? Oh, which one is the top? Which one is the bottom? Well, high, I'm thinking higher versus lower reps, but we could go inverse according start, to your intensity let's start as with, well. Let's start with high reps. All right, so when muscular we come Muscular endurance. In, right, so muscular endurance again kind of falls in that higher rep range so we're thinking anywhere kind of like that 15 to 20 ish right these are going to be variable depending on where you're at in terms of the specific things that you want to elicit right if we are doing some sort of capacity testing um, or where you feel a specific movement or maybe feel a nagging pain creep up we could go higher than that but that would be a more individualized testing protocol by and large, we're thinking endurance, we're thinking capacity, we're going 15 to 20. Like Jordan said, our weights or our intensity will likely be a little bit lower there as we start to embark on this. I would even say 12 to 20, like yeah. just from an endurance standpoint. Like some people, like 12 reps is very difficult, like it's an mm -hmm. endurance thing. I would even say 12 to 20. Um, there's a uh, I'm just thinking how we program and like the maximize phase for us and the phase two for us when we mm -hmm. build the backbone the skeleton of a strength program um those are both set for 12s on that yeah. second one right yeah. so i would still say endurance that could be 12s for for most people mm -hmm. that's 12 like if you and i are doing squats for 12 right now deadlifts are 12 we're we're, we're, we're breathing heavier yeah. at the end right um and that goal of the endurance piece is what emily just said we're building muscular endurance. Um, it's a range where a lot of endurance athletes train in to help with their endurance, but one of the big mistakes that they make is that they never train in the strength or the hypertrophy range, mm -hmm. particularly like the strength range. Like a lot of times the endurance athlete might need a couple of these other parameters plugged in for reps to help build strength and not just be an endurance. They wanna be more explosive. They wanna have that base of strength underneath them. Um, but this is one that kind of gets a little bit more of like that cardio effect to it too. Mm -hmm. We're using oxygen as the primary source, even though our muscles are still contracting through ATP and all the other things with it. Um, do you want to touch base on the capacity and like what that means? Yeah. So when we think capacity, it's the ability for our body to handle a specific workload, right? So where is our capacity in relation to the amount of reps that we can do? We can use 
running as an example where an easy kind of example not to use the same word twice of this would be hey I'm running and all of a sudden around mile two I start to get this like naggy pain in my knee right but it only happens around mile two if I do less than two miles like I don't notice it at all right that's your capacity for feeling whatever is going on there in a strength training realm as we kind of dive into the capacity we can be limited in two areas primarily whether it's a strength limitation or an endurance limitation so we can use this from a testing standpoint to say where are we limited is our capacity to do work limited by our ability to cardiovascularly work or limited by our ability to strength work mm -hmm. and knowing the answer to that question through something like a capacity testing can yield where we might need to focus on where you were talking about a runner might be strong in their endurance work but their strength work might need a little bit of balancing out because they don't have as much strength base there yeah so capacity is kind of another way we can test mm -hmm. and and oftentimes the capacity is used at 20 reps yeah um, we want to see can you sustain form can you not break down within 20 reps and when we prescribe capacity on our end it's a very specific exercise that we're testing capacity for. Correct. Yeah. So like to use the knee example, you might also, from a strength perspective, you might feel it towards rep 18 of a squat. Okay. 18 is our capacity. We need to work in different uh, ways to prevent that, to strengthen that. So we're not just pushing up to that capacity line each and every time. Mm -hmm. So that's where we can tie in tempos and eccentrics and isometrics and different programming methods to stay below 18 reps, but still train our capacity in a way that's not bothersome. Yeah, we should almost do, we should probably almost do an episode on capacity in the future because we can go down rabbit holes of like how we set parameters of we, when we're doing this capacity test, you have to be done in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then have to feel this way when you're done, have to test out of it when you're done. Like there's, there's, we, we set parameters for this, right? Mm -hmm. And, and it falls in this endurance range, this high end endurance range, because we're testing a lot of different things, even though it's very high reps. Right. Right. Cardiovascular fitness being a big part of it, which. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with our running example, that might not be what shows up, but I think for the general population, a lot of times that cardiovascular endurance is often limited yes. um, for a lot of people. And it's not something we recognize until we're in it mm -hmm. because if you're not going to be someone who is a running, which you don't have to, running, biking, etc., a lot of times we don't realize it, but we can do that test yep. with, in the gym with yep. a more of a strength. For sure. The So if muscular endurance capacity is 12 to 20, um, the next rep range that we'll go through is 8 to 12, or 12 to 8, however you want to say it which is known as muscular muscle hypertrophy, muscular building, muscle building, muscular hypertrophy, um, which is basically, this is one that a lot of people kind of freak out if they think that they're building muscle because they're gonna get big and bulky. Um, for, it, it, again, you talked about it earlier, if the parameters are set where there's a tremendous amount of volume through this, it's kind of the bodybuilder phase, if you will, so we get where people are coming from, but you have to have a lot of, like genetic things going for you and um, nutrition has to be dialed in and probably a few outside sources of external sources from your body that you have to like inject in to make this work. Some people can still respond well to more volume. 
some people can still respond in well with more intensity. So it doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily like not bulk up. Very, very few cases um, does that happen. But this is one that we can build lean muscle, the 8 mm-hmm. to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I want to jump in and make sure we cover a little bit of RPE. Because mm-hmm. um, we didn't do that in the 12 through 20, which is okay because we are testing for certain things. But this is where RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. And 8 to 12 doesn't mean we're just doing 8 to 12 max reps or max sets each time, like as many repeti- as much weight as you can do for the set amount of reps. Um, we view RPE as like another way to say we can say reps till failure, so RTP. And these 8 to 12 range is usually like a nice sweet spot where we can have usually about two reps in the tank mm-hmm. to make sure that we're at the right appropriate weight for it. Like if we can do eight reps of something and you can do eight more, we're right. too light. We're not building hypertrophy anymore we're just choosing a light weight to do half of our repetitions what we're actually supposed to do based on that weight when we should be testing endurance this is a time for hypertrophy correct and I, like we talked on the beginning of the episode the weight and the reps kind of have that inverse relationship if you will so we want to keep that in mind if we do have a weight we are not getting the training stimulus that we want from it and then as coaches I know it's frustrating for us to then write this program but not have that executed, right? We have that intention behind the program and you as the listener have the intention behind your goals, what you want to achieve. But if we're constantly staying light with things for maybe it is the fear of bulking up or injury or something like that, where we go, we oftentimes aren't getting the benefit of any of those rep ranges. We're just kind of floating in this middle ground where, yeah, we may be seeing some results, but we could be maximizing those even further. So kind of paying attention to that RPE as almost the guiding light of like, okay, where should my weight be around on this, right? And it is uh, subjective, so it can kind of change based on how you're feeling throughout. So your RPE of eight is probably not my RPE of eight in the same weight, is not your training partner, is not your friend, your cousin, your family member. You all might have different, but it's in relation to you as the individual. Yeah. The, the And that's a sweet spot to find, which is why we start with these higher reps so that we know and when we go to lower reps, we should, A, we should already have strength built, mm-hmm. but we can, we can build more strength and more hypertrophy in this case. And again, no matter your age or your gender, you can't be afraid to help build hypertrophy. We lose muscle mass as we age. I think we lose, I, I don't remember what it is, but and right off the top of my head now, but per decade after like 40, 45, we lose like almost 10%, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost a percent per year. So if you're not trying to build it, you are now behind. And this is where we need to have the appropriate weights to build that. Um, one of the things we also didn't really touch on so much in the muscular endurance side was the rest part of it, mm-hmm. kind of like the relationship between reps and rest. We could probably go down a whole rabbit hole of another episode with rest, but um, the higher the reps, usually the less rest you need, mm-hmm. usually, if you're doing it correctly. The lower the reps, the more rest you need because we start getting into some different fuel systems and, and the body needs to recover appropriately. So. Typically, like that endurance piece should be like 30 seconds, maybe maybe a little bit longer. So you have to choose the right reps so that you can do that and, and, and not necessarily do the same exercise again in a row, but maybe. Um, if we're doing capacity, 
we do like minutes sometimes of mm -hmm. rest for that because we want to make sure that they're totally ready for the next right. test. Hypertrophy is a little bit more of like that 60 to 90 seconds range. Mm -hmm. um, that helps with growth hormone rege uh, regeneration and helping you recharge the muscles for the next set. Uh, and that's both for men and women. Um, the testosterone was released through that, so 60 to 90 seconds is best for the hypertrophy. Uh, again, leaving those reps in the tank, having mm -hmm. that RPE scale. Um, and then every once in a while, through that 8 to 12, um, we want to like maybe test a little bit more. Like, hey, I want you mm -hmm. to go to failure on this one. Because a lot of times when we prescribe a, a reps to failure, um, somebody says like, hey, I'm doing this for 10, 10 reps, for example, and they're like, yeah, I have two left in the tank. And all of a sudden we test them on it and they get to like 18. Mm -hmm. Not only did we just find out what they really were, but their rate of perceived exertion was off, like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And we, we can then use this new information to set up the new plan for it but we were also maybe under training mm -hmm. previously to that, right? Yeah. Well, and that's kind of a good point as well. Like it's tough to gauge rate of perceived exertion. Like if you don't have a lot of experience with it, sometimes it can be challenging to say like, I think I have three, maybe like mm -hmm. who knows, but those sets can be a nice way to really test it and just see under one set, not all of the sets to failure, but just see what happens. See if it feels good. See where you're at in terms of rep range how that feels during it that can also be a nice way to kind of get a touch point if we're doing a single arm or single leg movement on like a right to left strength balance perspective as well where you might always be feeling like oh yes my right leg is always stronger than my left but how strong is that yep. so sometimes those can be a nice checkpoint as well for that sure. we use for sure for sure there's a few more we have left but all the next three kind of go under the realm of strength like pure strength and there's different levels of strength. We got just standard strength. We have um, power in this case, which we'll define it in a second here. And then we have maximum strength or absolute power, mm -hmm. like the, the, the biggest one. So strength is kind of a weird one, but it's it's more so like probably reps like four to seven, five to seven, yeah, four to seven, um, kind of going in that route. Um, we can even say five to seven. Like that's when you're just testing your muscular strength. So you're looking, you're looking to increase your overall strength. Mm -hmm. We're not looking to build um, muscle size like hypertrophy does. Right. That strength piece can lead to some muscle size development, but it's also a very much neurological thing too. Like mm -hmm. it's the strength that you don't see, mm -hmm. and and it happens within the body, the joints, everything else gets stronger through that. Um, this is one that's often used by more power lifters, um, Olympic weightlifters kind of focus in this realm. They want to just continue to build the strength. Um, this is probably the realm where when I first got into strength training, it was a little bit of like hypertrophy, but then everything like I knew, just I just wanted to be strong. Like, mm -hmm. So I spent probably most of my time when I first got into the gym in my college years doing like five to eight reps of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I and, and I didn't get big. I just spent a lot of time here. Getting strong. <laughs> yes. Right. Because um, it was value to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to, as we're kind of gauging in, like this is where people would also gauge into this strength realm. So as we kind of dive in, you had touched on a little bit the neurological adaptation of that. Like the body has to be ready for that as well. And then even though we don't see it, trusting that hey it is working can be a little bit more challenging in this realm as well so we mm -hmm. can tie in 
what we know of our RPE, we've probably built up a little bit of an understanding from that RPE. We carry that over into this strength where RPE might go up a little bit. We might only have one to three, let's say, maybe, yeah. right? Maybe three, probably closer to that one to two reps in the tank when we're done or reps to failure. And we know what that looks like a little bit better mm -hmm. because we have built the training age. Our body is adapted to those heavier weights versus coming in day one yep. and going into something four to seven reps yep. or even as we'll touch on lower than that and just maxing out. And as we're creeping lower in those reps, the weights go up, the sets are doing more too so that we can mm -hmm. still maintain the strength. Rest breaks go up as Rest well. Rest goes up, yep. Yep. Um, and it's and it's just all, it's a test of pure strength. Like we're just working on strength. Um, power kind of bleeds into this a little bit. So mm -hmm. that next little piece is power and that's usually like one to five reps. Mm -hmm. so two to five, three to five if we want to get really picky. Um, and again, rest break, more weights, or sorry, powers, more rest break, mm -hmm. more intensity, so you're closer to your failure point, your, your heavier weight, your repetition max. Um, we When we have a repetition max for somebody, we can use that to set up all of these because muscular mm -hmm. endurance is like, and the capacity is like 50 to maybe 60, 65%, mm -hmm. um, 60 to 80% is, is where the hypertrophy is from your 1RM. Then that strength is usually closer to like that 70 to 80, maybe 85. Now power is getting into that realm of like 75 to 90, 75, mm -hmm. 92, mm -hmm. um, 92%. And this is where we just build power. This is a very neurological based thing, um, probably almost completely. There's usually not a lot of muscular size built from this. It's just pure power. Mm -hmm. um, again, power lifter realm. Uh, yeah. And, and doing a lot of work with heavy weight. Mm-hmm. I think kind of when we had touched on kind of how we use power here, but an aspect of power can be moving that over um, speed as mm -hmm. well, right? So some of these movements are heavy weights at high speed yeah. where it can be very technological in terms of challenging to learn yeah. some of these movements. We use a lot of medicine balls and those types of things where it is a little bit less skill-based, but that's, this is where kind of we're getting towards the tip of the pyramid, if you will, in terms of skill mm -hmm. development, um, too. So I think that's an important thing to note from also a training age perspective. Like, this also might not be something that we do right off the bat from a skill perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the other thing about this, too, listeners, is, like, if you're worried about the strength thing, like, after we turn 40, 45, and you lose X amount of strength per decade, per year, um, power is even more. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we need to have a base of strength to produce power, uh, strength and skill, mm -hmm. right? So if you're really worried about strength, that's why we strength train, but you should be more worried about power mm -hmm. because that's going to thing that's going to be the thing that keeps you from falling essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, and it's a underlying, the underlying piece of power is, is strength anyway. So we, we need it. Yeah. Um, so big, big, big conceptions there to kind of grasp and take over when we are producing power in that realm we don't always want to train heavy with people especially when they're new or especially as they age uh so that's where we we go the other route of power with the speed, speed. and the, yeah the medicine ball stuff mm -hmm. um and the last rep, rep range we have is like the maximal rep range it's max strength um usually it's between one and three reps one could argue it could be a little bit more if we want to test it but one to three reps like how much is your like how strong are you mm -hmm. right that's when we do strongman competitions Sometimes it's, hey, here's this 500-pound bar. How many times can you lift it? It's a yeah. form of strength. 
but the maximum strength is this one to three reps, very heavy weights, um, long rest breaks, mm -hmm. just to let the body recharge, the brain reset, all those things that come between it. But that's basically the last strength parameter of reps that we that have there have. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you touched on an important point, and this does bleed into a little bit of maximum strength, but we've kind of touched on it uh, around a couple of our rep ranges. But as we kind of think of these as well, there is crossover and there is bleed over how much is often person dependent. But just because we are in the hypertrophy rep range, we aren't necessarily not building strength. Just because we're in the strength build, strength rep range, we, it's not that we are not building hypertrophy. There is crossover here and there is benefit here, um, as well as kind of that, again, mutual benefit, depending on the person, depending on the genetics, everything like that. Um, so there is a little bit of that. As we get into the maximum strength phase, oftentimes, again, you might be listening to this saying like, oh, I've never lifted one to three reps. I don't know what that necessarily feels like. We can use some of those as many reps as possible and those rep, those sets to failure to kind of see where we're at in terms of that. Engage that maybe for an older adult listening to this, that might look like a three to five, not necessarily a one. From a safety standpoint, from a risk mitigation standpoint, we don't necessarily need to see a one rep max. We might just need to work in a three to five, which technically might not be the max strength range but if we work within the weights that would elicit that response we can get some of that response as well and a lot of that is just us like using predicted strength mm -hmm. too right there's so many equations and so much knowledge and science behind everything out there like we can we can figure out your what your theoretical one rep is based off of a three rep as long as it's a three to five right, right. so we don't need to go through the route of um that other piece we, like we can actually stay. lifting yeah. one. Yep. yeah yep yep we can stay within that so cool that's reps that's why they matter probably the most important piece to your strength training program mm -hmm. um, and why we need to alter and change these repetitions to um, get all of these areas uh, also not wise to spend all of your time into one of these realms you should be venturing in to other realms that's including you power lifters that are listening to this um, you should be doing all of your accessory work and your secondary work with higher reps. Mm -hmm. um, and a good powerlifting program, weightlifting program will do that. Would have that. Yeah, and you'll go through different cycles or phases throughout the year that you should be going into as well. Um, we basically put this all together in like a backbone of a program and then we just figure out where your starting point is and then we build, we build your, your strength training program from that. But reps are probably the number one most important piece to a program and what they can dictate through everything. So mm -hmm. now if you look at a program with all this information that you have, you should be able to tell what your goal is of mm -hmm. this said thing and how to appropriately select weights for it. Correct. Rest break is the second, 1A, 1B, mm -hmm. right, is the, is the second thing that we could argue is the most important thing of a program. If you go too heavy of these weights um, and you need more rest, you went too heavy. If you went too light, you don't need enough rest, you went too light. So there is a, there is a game you have to play here to find it. Mm -hmm. Well, and you'll get to know your body too, right, as you go. And oftentimes, I think an important point with that rest is oftentimes you might feel, especially in some of these lower rep ranges, 
you might feel recovered, but internally your body needs that rest yep. as well, right? To recharge the energy systems, to make sure that we can perform at the same rate again. We need to be mindful of those rest breaks versus the higher end. If we choose a heavy weight, like you said, and we need more rest, it might just be too heavy. We need to dial some stuff back from a weight standpoint to stay within those realms of our capacity. Yep. So all ties together and all is important regardless of kind of the starting point and all gets you to wherever your goal is depending on what you're doing. And that's how you're going to use reps to make sure that it happens. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to use reps to make sure that you're on the right track. Correct. That's that's the big thing. So Mm -hmm. reps matter a lot. Yep. A lot, a lot. Definitely. I think that about sums it up. I don't know if there's anything we can kind of add to that dispelling miss, kind of giving you an overview of the rep ranges and kind of what you should be looking for in each of those. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. Share this episode with someone who you think needs to hear it or might like to hear it. Leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download all the things that help our show to grow organically as well. And with that, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.